Good morning. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the original Loretta Brown Show radio to open the heart, heal the soul, and awaken the consciousness. It's been snowing, Benny. I know. I've been so excited all week, and unfortunately, though, it's taken a little turn for our show today because it's happening all over these little United States of ours. Yeah. Um, but I would like you to explain a little more about that. But I do well, miss it. That's for sure. It's only February. <laughs> yeah, we had uh, uh, Dr. and Master Qigong Chi, Sha scheduled for today. And apparently the snow has kept him from being able to get to a location where he can connect with us. Yeah, so, but we'll yeah. reschedule for another day. So we apologize to all of our listeners and viewers that were expecting yeah. that show today. Yeah, I apologize. And I do want to say this. Um and when, when we get him back on the show, we're going to talk about something called Tao Calligraphy, T-A-L-O, sorry, Tao Calligraphy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you right now, uh, you might as well go and check out Dr. Dr. Shaw, Master Shaw, and just sort of get into the energy of it already, because what he's doing is startling and amazing, and it's real. He's healing people with with doing calligraphy. And I don't know, as an energy worker, Benny, I'm just fascinated by how these things work. Like, we don't really know. Yeah, we don't really know. Yeah. Um, I was talking to somebody the other day, and, and we're talking about how, how you heal. You know, what does healing really mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, people go to doctors, and they, they go to all this stuff, and please do that. But when you go to the level of the soul, and the soul heals you, that, that alone is like, I'm like, let's do that. <laughs> Why and then not? we could go lay on the beach, Benny. I'm in. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm waiting to have that opportunity. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I'm the owner of uh, Reiki Oasis, located right here in the greater Seattle area. I do have a Reiki 2 class coming up on Sunday, March 5th, from about noon to 5. And you can sign up for the Reiki classes at schedule.reikioasis.com. There's a master class coming up in April. And I really encourage people to study Reiki. Uh, In order to take the Reiki 2 class, you do have to have taken Reiki 1. That's kind of how that works, right? You take the first class. Yeah, you can't skip the class. Yeah, you can't really just show up and say, hey, (laughs) what's Reiki, right? You got to at least have some idea what's going on with that. Um, I also have another uh, announcement about a delay. So I told everybody a couple of weeks ago I was going to be doing this concert at the end of March, but we've decided to push it out. And so I'm going to just announce that later on when we actually have a date on the calendar. And I don't know. Sometimes when you delay things, they get bigger and better. That's how that works. Ah, I have lots of ideas and I might pull in some other incredible musicians. So. I don't know. I love music. I love people. Let's get together and do something. That's how I feel. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> maybe, we'll, maybe we'll have a sing-along. I don't know, Benny. Ooh. You know, you know, we could do something crazy. Yeah, that's it. And then uh, Saturday, let's see, this is, uh, we're still in February, aren't we? We are. Oh, my goodness. You know, I work ahead in my calendar and I get all goofed up. So we're not into March yet, but uh, in March. Yeah, yeah. You might just sign up for my newsletter and then you'll figure out what all that's about. So, um, yeah, just sign up for the mailing list at ReikiOasis.com. So I'm going to do a little astrology check in. Mm -hmm. We've got many, many things going on. Wow. Um, Last week I talked about um, 
Saturn in Aquarius moving into Pisces in March. And believe me, there's other things going on, such as Chiron is in Aries, and it's trying to help heal our deepest wound, which is the wound of our identity. Like, who are we anyway? And what are we doing here? But right now, I just wanted to talk about for the next couple of days, there are many stars in our galaxy. As you know, I love stargazing. But ancient astrologers singled out four as being most important. These four stars are known as the royal stars and were believed to be guardians of the sky and home to powerful stargate portals. One of these stars was Formal Hout, and every year around February 22nd through the 24th, our sun aligns with this star, activating a sacred gateway of energy. This star is sometimes referred to as the loneliest star as it lights up a corner of the sky, seemingly all by itself. It stands out, and yet it stands alone. And yet it's very bright and very powerful, a beautiful stargate. And it kind of made me think about each of us. Like, I don't know, I don't want you to be lonely, but I do definitely want you to light up the corner of the world you live in. With the formal Hout Stargate activated, we may find ourselves feeling the need to withdraw or go within. Anybody been feeling that way? We may wish to sit in silence with ourselves, go deeper inside, which is really where you find love and light and, and all those things. You might want a journal to uncover your deepest thoughts and feelings. Who are you when nobody else is around? And who are you when you're alone? And I, you know, I work with so many people, and a lot of people are a little bit concerned about looking at themselves straight on. And I'm here to tell you, you are really a being of love. That's who you are. You just sometimes have to find your way there. The Fomalhaut Stargate wants us to journey deeper into ourselves to peel back the layers and connect with more of our authenticity. In downloaded messages, it has been shared that beyond the Fomalhaut stargate lies another dimension filled with reds pinks magentas and purples where life is very different from what we experience in this reality and as the guardian of this crossing fomal hout has one foot in this world and one in the next it also dances between the state of death and the state of rebirth and reminds us all things must eventually fall away in order for us to step into change and evolution and rebirth. I feel like I'm constantly saying the same thing over and over. We're at a pivotal point. As the sun crosses with this beautiful star, breathe in some of this energy to bring a unique perspective, boost your creative potential, and transform areas of your lives that are no longer working Use this energy to bring closure or instigate endings to things that no longer serve you and cut ends, wrap up loose ends, say goodbye to negative habits or disease for good. The energy of Fomalhaut can zap us if our energy field is weakened or if we have been moving through hard or stressful times. And if this is the case, take a gentler approach, take care of yourself. <laughs> Go lay on the beach. I don't know if you could do that. Uh, but we are in a time of great healing. There's many, many changes coming. And during times of great change, you have to put yourself first. 
in order to be able to really serve your gifts to the world. So lots of love to all of you. And um, we're going to go into my guest for today. My guest is Mikhail Clark, And of course, I've said his name Americanized. I apologize. He's a licensed therapist, a dream expert, an international speaker on dreams, and the author of a great book called Dream Guidance, Connecting to the Soul Through Dream Incubation. Mikhail has studied different dream traditions. He's worked with African shamans, Western dream workers, Eastern dream traditions, Jungian psychology, and has integrated them into his unique way of engaging and being with dreams. And in his book, he provides practical and valuable information on how dreams can help us in all areas of our daily lives and our personal development and he's also the founder of the young society of utah as well as the young platform my goodness welcome to the show you couldn't be here on a better day i'm excited to be here loretta and uh indeed uh, a synchronistic uh, uh moment uh, how to dream the next uh world into being yeah i think how is dreaming or maybe she's acting upon her dream right you know yeah so I have so many questions. I have like 54 questions. I don't even know where to begin. Um, the dream world and dreaming has been a long time interest of mine. You know, I'm very interested in the altered consciousness, the, the subconscious, the other, whatever you want to call it. Right. So I just, let's just launch in. How did you, how did you get into this world of dreaming? Um, let, yeah, let's just begin there. Cause I'm going to ask like six questions instantly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's a, it's such a fascinating topic and it's so great to speak with someone who has also this natural affinity towards the world of dream and its inhabitants. I, uh, was in my early twenties. I was stuck in my life. I hadn't dealt well with, uh, the loss of uh, my father who died when I was 10. And now looking backwards, I can see if, uh, one doesn't tend well to grief and loss that actually builds up and forms a depressive uh, wall or cloud around uh, a person so that also happened to me i was in the depths of a depressive uh, pit or cloud and uh, didn't know what to do had uh, no sense of uh, of purpose and by some fortunate chance i stumbled upon the works of carl jung who is this western uh, a psychiatrist who uh, developed a, a, this ex very extensive uh, theory on, on psychology, but also on how to work with dreams. And so it gave me a, a way of uh, looking at my own dreams. And then I started to see that dreams uh, portray uh, where we are in life and where life is flowing towards, and that there's an innate healing quality in dreams. And so in the depths of the darkness, I found this little light in my dreams that uh, then uh, came into being. And, I, and, uh, and my life changed radically for the better. So I've ever since holding fast to this lifeline called dreams. Um, so you did some dream work around the death of your father. Did your father come to you in dreams or... That, that was one of, the, one of the surprising elements for me. At that time, I had some sense that there might be something, but that was at best a belief. And, uh, and in dreams, I started to see that, uh, have, have experiences where 
the deceased would uh, visit, among them my father. And so uh, I got a sense that life uh, went on after death and that this life gets, therefore, a particular sense of meaning. The relationship got reestablished in a completely different way but uh, uh, there was again a kind of a living connection and that was so healing and, uh, and it's so important that it comes out of one's own experience and with me many and probably you many people have had uh, a deceased one visit them in a dream and that can uh, can just uh, change life uh, uh, so radically for the better to know oh the loved one is there they care it's okay with them uh, life goes on after death and whatever else that uh, implicates. Um, I've got a question for you because, you know, I do have a lot of people that come to me and they'll say, you know, I dreamt about my my deceased loved yeah. one. Um, and they'll say, do you do you think it was really them? How, how do you know if it's really them or if you're processing? Yeah, you know it's, what I'm asking. It, it, it's, it's a great question. I pondered upon that as well. And um, it, it is possible that the dream uh, uses a uh, deceased loved one as a symbol. So the, the question is, is this symbolically my, my dad or my husband or my grandfather? Or is this a real visitation? And um, uh, you, usually uh, uh, people have a certain feeling experience that they feel, oh, this was a calm. I was very calm in the dream. Uh, the deceased one was calm. Uh, it portrayed. It felt just like then when I was with them. Uh, they show up. Uh, sometimes they show up multiple times, and they come in the same form. They have the same dress or the same clothes. Uh, the 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 feeling tone and the experience is different. That is usually uh, and and the person sometimes has the feeling. I, I, this it felt like, and of course, it's somewhat a belief on a certain moment. But uh, that makes me believe, think that's a real visitation. Yeah, I was, um, I, I was, you know, going through my own files while you were talking. And, you know, when my father passed away, I had a, a, a you know, how you're, you're really asleep and then you're like, it, kind of a waking dream. Like, am I awake? Am I asleep? You know, mm. where I was like, he was. Uh, asking me if it was okay for him to go uh, yeah, and yeah. right and then yeah. I remember going yeah sure and then I and then I woke up and I was like oh my goodness what was mm. that yes right and and, and that's one of uh it, it's very touching and I think yeah. uh it's it, of course it it was followed by his uh, his his death yes, and so right. then you know oh yeah this this was dad coming by and saying goodbye which is a phenomenon that uh, that you see uh, somewhat rel uh, relatively uh, often happening to people that are somewhat attuned to it, that the deceased one comes by in a dream or in this dreamlike state and says and and kind of give a hug or say goodbye or just waves or comes by with uh, with with uh, 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 their travel uh, stuff and then they go on a journey and um, and. Uh, yeah, and that that would be then a real visit. I would say that would be a real visitation. Yeah, I I'm I'm sure it was. I was thinking when you were talking, you know, we often use the words dream world, right? Yeah. And and there is the concept that we are the the dreamer is dreaming us, right? 
Right. Like who is the dreamer and yeah. who, who is the dreamed? Yes. Right. Um, when we're when we're dreaming, and and I want to get more into that, like your specifics about how to set this all up. But when we're entering into that dream space, I don't know if this is an appropriate question. How do you define the world that we step into? Um, is it another world? Is it the is it just the other side of the veil? Is it some expanded state of consciousness? Yeah, it's a, it's a marvelous question, and it uh, really lies at the heart of uh, about the nature of reality. Mm-hmm. What uh, we know from experience is uh, that uh, uh, when we dream, and everyone that is watching or listening can go back to a recent dream they had or a dream that was very intense, and if you go back into that dream, you will notice that you in the dream that you are somewhere and that there are others. And that you're interacting. So this suggests that you're indeed in a world. You're in a world where there are others that behave independently from you, that do things sometimes surprising, and um, and uh, you're awake. You're you're not very aware that you're in the dream state, but your your mind is awake during during dreaming, mm-hmm. and uh, we forget about it because our short-term memory doesn't work so well. The, but the wild thing is we're, we're awake in that world. And, uh, and so from our experience, we know it's a world and the world is just an ongoing creation. And, uh, and the, the dream world is, is, a, is, is our own mind or soul that creates that world. But it's partly built up by our beliefs and thoughts and expectations, but also a mystery factor because uh, uh, we didn't create uh, that visiting us. And we can meet uh, uh, other beings that have uh, really valuable information to share. Or so we th- these worlds are creations in the moment. So it's not a fixed place so much, right. but ongoing creations that can be shared or can be individual. And uh, that is, uh, but the, but the important thing is the dream is a world we find ourselves in, where we engage with other beings. That contains sometimes a lot of uh, wisdom. Yeah, I'm fascinated. I'm absolutely like <laughs> I'm so fascinated with the world that we step into. You know that yeah. other place. And like you said, I've always wondered why is it? You know, like in the morning, if I move at all, uh, the dream is gone. And I'm like, ah, oh, ah, oh, what yeah, was yeah, that? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I it was ah, right. And uh, so that that mind or that reality or that level of, of brainwave pattern, whatever it is that that we go into into our dream body, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, it, it's yeah. because of the short term memory that uh, yeah. doesn't function at night. But that, <laughs> sa- but that same world comes into being when we uh, have a daydream or we fantasize or even when we read a book. Uh, once we read a book and the whole whole story comes around us. And if you really go back to when you read it and you ask yourself, where did they see this? And first you think, oh, it's here, maybe in my mind. But your mind was portraying. You were walking through the forest and then you really start seeing everything. And that's that's another manifestation of this other world that that uh, that is coexisting to this world that com- just comes into being, that's created in that moment. And that's, that is very identical to the dream world. And so... We constantly live in these in these worlds, and this world is in in a, in a weird way also 
somewhat created by our own mind by which it paints over our existing what we see yeah you can see you i know you can sense me and, and see i'm just going crazy in my head because i keep going back to that comment from my guides you know dream a new world dream it into existence yeah, yeah. and while you were talking i mean i want to get to your book and and how all of this can help us but i was also thinking about what people talk about with you know a manifestation where they're like you mm -hmm. know imagine it get yourself in it and you're yeah. you're actually daydreaming it yes it's okay. a similar, similar, uh, similar uh, way of how this happens. And then it, uh, the, the key question is, what do you want to dream into existence? And uh, uh, because it works on multiple levels, but what, you, what really people are really after are things as uh, uh, joy, happiness, uh, health. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and and sometimes we think, oh, it is. We we wanna we wanna have it in this arena, or we think it's the money. The money can make you happy, but what really makes a person happy is this connection to one's soul that expresses itself in the delivery of our gift and purpose in the world. And so, how do you manifest this new world? Is figuring out how do I manifest to gift and purpose, so I can bring that into the world, and that will translate in meaning happiness fulfillment and usually also uh, sufficient finances the right friends and uh, and then yeah we live a life that uh, is, is truly uh, is foundationally uh, coming from a place of happiness well and 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 that's the whole point right yeah so yeah how how do we how do we do that um so oh, does everybody dream everybody dreams uh, uh, scientific research shows that uh, that everybody dreams. Uh, people that have a pet, they will have, might have noticed that their pet is uh, is uh, <laughs> chasing a mouse or whatever they do. And uh, so, so at least all all sentient beings are dreaming, and uh, and maybe even uh, even uh, uh, if if the if everything is a manifestation of the soul, then the soul is alive in even trees and uh and something there might uh, might also uh, be happening um do you have you ever done any work with people that sleepwalk yeah i have uh, uh not much but uh uh yeah sleepwalking. I, I was just thinking about that like <laughs> <laughs> never mind <laughs> not me someone else right <laughs> or that moving while they're sleeping yeah, mm -hmm. thing. yeah okay so it's not just pets that do that by the way people yeah know. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 normally at night uh, uh, our body uh, goes somewhat paralyzed so we don't act out uh, the dream but the sleepwalk is just an, uh, another variation in that spectrum where um when do we start dreaming do we do that as babies yeah uh, even yeah. Uh, even before birth uh, they've now seen that uh, the areas in the brain lit up that uh, are associated with dreaming yeah so does every dream that we have have some kind of meaning well um i think that uh, there is a purpose to uh to 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 uh, uh to the activities that we have and uh, uh maybe some dreams have more to do with uh, the digesting of uh, the day-to-day -day emotions others have to do maybe with the formation of memory and uh, i think also a lot of dreams have uh, have a purpose by which they anticipate the future. So 
I think that a big part of dreaming the world into being is that it already is happening. Mm -hmm. And our dream is not just a response to yesterday, but it's also an anticipation on the next day. It's like life is flowing and you can see in the, in the dream where it's flowing towards what, what wants to unfold in a, in a person. Yeah, and I'm also thinking how dreams are often very symbolic mm -hmm. and um, probably um, that's something we could spend a little bit of time on, like how do you interpret those dreams? Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of these dream uh, interpretation books and things like that out there. Yeah, do you, yeah. What do you, what's your comment on that? Well, uh, dreams are uh, very personal manifestations of your soul. So if uh, this was a dream and I would be thinking, gosh, I'm, uh, I'm mumbling along, maybe uh, uh, my previous boss comes in the room and starts shaking his head. If there was a dream, we would then ask, what do you associate to previous boss? And I would say, oh, he was very critical. So criticalness takes on the form and shape of the previous boss. Well, uh, I feel he's critical, but his wife might think he's a fantastic dad. He must have completely different associations to this person. Mm. And so uh, all these feelings that we have, they, they take on uh, figures that we, that we have associations to. And uh, so uh, if you dream about a, a horse, it might have something to do with an instinctual force, but one is being bitten by a horse, the other loves horses, then the person didn't get a horse when they were young. So the whole, whole relationship to the dream figure differs, and that, that makes a big difference on the in, uh, personal interpretation. So if people, so I'm not a big fan of, of the books. I think they can give some, something, but I, I think what people better can do is ask yourself the question, uh, either what do I associate to this figure or even an object? And if it's an object, people can ask, what is the function of? And so let's say it's a car. What's the function of the car? Well, the car uh, makes me move through life, brings me from A to B. Ah, okay, the way you move through life. And what happens in car? Oh, I can't uh, get to the brake. Oh, okay, what is the brake? Oh, uh, slowing down, uh, stopping. Oh, so you're moving through life and you can't slow down. Is that something you recognize? No. And then you look at, did it happen or might it be laying in the future? Yeah, I love that. Um, I, I agree with you. I'm not a big fan of the dream books, you know, that say this equals that um, because it is very, very personal. And like you say, I mean, I might have a very different reaction to a horse than you do and so forth and so on. Right. Yeah. 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 So um, we're going to take a little station break. This is Loretta Brown, my guest today, Michael Clerk, and his great book, Dream Guidance, Connecting to the Soul Through Dream Incubation. And uh, don't go away, because when we get back, we are going to talk about what is dream, dream incubation, what are the steps, how do, we, how do we set this up? You know, I'm a practical girl, like give me the information and tell me what to do with it. So anyway, we're going to take a little station break and we'll be right back. Did you know that Reiki healing can be done at a distance? It's true. So let Reiki Oasis focus powerful energy to help relieve your stress, grief, sadness, anger, and so much more. Convenient, personalized treatments at a distance can increase lightness of being. During your appointment, find a quiet place to lie down or sit to receive healing energies. If you want help with your dis-ease, visit ReikiOasis.com. 
harness life's energy. Visit ReikiOasis.com today. Do you make a positive difference in the world? Do you have a talent, philosophy, base of knowledge, product or service that you know could help a lot of people if only you could reach them? Join Alternative Talk 1150's family of broadcasters and start walking down a fruitful path. As host of your very own program, dial 425-653-1150 and find out just how affordable it can be to have a show on 1150 AM. That's 425-653-1150. Alternative Talk, we have an opportunity waiting just for you. Chris Domine is a husband, father, an athlete, even an Iron Man. But 10 years ago, Chris's kidneys were failing. The doctor said, if you don't get a kidney transplant, you are going to die. Chris received a second chance, made possible by an organ donor. Your well-being changes from loss of hope to better times ahead. What could you make possible as an organ, eye, and tissue donor? Leave behind the gift of life. Go to organdonor.gov, U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Alternative Talk 1150, here to uplift your day. The following is an encore presentation of the original Loretta Brown Show. For more information about her show, visit ReikiOasis.com. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a, a dance party and a dream party. Yeah, I love it. Welcome back to the original Loretta Brown Show. I am huh, the original Loretta Brown. Who knew? <laughs> There's imposters. I'm sorry. I love all you Loretta Browns anyway. <laughs> um, I'm the owner of Reiki Oasis in the greater Seattle area. Find out more about me at ReikiOasis.com. All of these shows, and my guest today is Mikhail Clerk. <laughs> I'm going to have him pronounce his name for you in a minute. And uh, But the shows are all archived at KKNW 1150 Archives, and they are downloaded for free. We're also on iTunes, uh, Podcast One, Spotify, uh, YouTube. We're all over the place. Please go. Wonderful, wonderful shows. And they're all there. So, Mikhail, would you pronounce your name for me, please? Yes, it's it's a Dutch name. So the C-H is pronounced as a ch. And then, so it's Machiel. Machiel. Yes, you got it. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you to my Dutch ancestry. <laughs> they're they're stepping, stepping in and stepping forward. <laughs> they are. They're like, come on. And, and and maybe we should mention the World Cup. I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't. <laughs> you, you, you already did. We have uh, Saturday, United States versus the Netherlands. Yep. And we know who we're rooting for. So anyway, we love them all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to dream about that now. Um, I would love for us to get into the uh, real meaty part of this. So let's talk about dreams dream incubation and how do people set this up how can we use this information to help ourselves yeah so dr dream incubation is the very old method of asking your dream a question before you go to bed in order to have a helpful dream response and this has been done throughout history in the greek tradition and in india and in buddhism african shamanism all around the world and currently also in the west people figured out there's inside of us some wisdom, a healing agent uh, that we can uh, can engage with and that is interested in helping us on our life journey. So with that as the starting point, uh, it, we, we can look at how do we ask and engage with this uh, inner healer, inner wisdom in a way that uh, that is successful. And uh, I studied all these traditions and as a therapist in my own practice and, and work, and I came to a five step, five steps that distillated 
all these uh, these insights and experiences. And people can ask questions around health. And uh, uh, research at Harvard University showed that uh, health questions has a very high uh, positive uh, response from the dream. Uh, people can ask uh, questions as, how can I love myself more deeply? Um, how can I grow my business so that it would help uh, myself and other people? Actually, anything that is relevant to a person's life path. So if I ask a question that is too general or not really relevant, uh, like what did my neighbor have for dinner last night? Mm. <laughs> the, the, the inner healer thinks, why are you bothering with that? Focus on you, focus on your life. If you then ask a question as, uh, uh, what is uh, a blind spot uh, in me that I don't see? Now at once, this, this, this companion that we all have, the larger spirit, is like, whoa, Loretta or Machil, you really want to know about your blind spot? Let me help you. I'm going to uh, present this to you so that you can, uh, can become uh, more kind, more wise, more, uh, more helpful to other people. So if people have a question and we all, I guess we all walk around with challenges uh, uh, around in life, how can I eat better? Whatever it is, take the one that is really relevant uh, that for people listening now, take, take uh, the one question or two questions that pop up that come, uh, come to mind that you're busy working with. And usually the first one is the best. And uh, go ahead. I, I want to ask a question yeah. about that. <laughs> I want to ask a question about asking questions. Um, mm -hmm. But I think this is so vitally important, and you actually point this out in your book, and you have examples of, um, you know, questions or, or things to to ask. Um, sometimes I think people are asking too many questions. Like, yeah. like uh, yeah. I'll, I'll let you in. Yeah, how do I find a partner and uh, grow my business and yeah. uh, lose weight? Right. And it's like, uh, whoa, all three relevant and uh, one at a time. So uh, um, it's uh, 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 first identify the area that you want to ask a question around, whether it is health or uh, loving yourself or... And then uh, step two is really uh, figuring out the right question to ask and spend a little bit of time there is my advice, because it, I've seen that this technique hinges on two things. One is asking or setting up the right question. And two is, is creating the right ritual. And with that is you get in a state of uh, consciousness or in the right frequency that makes you uh, more available to receive the information or to trigger the healing response. So, but let's start with the question. Recently, there was a man who was uh, came in my, uh, my private practice, said, can I ask a question about, uh, I want to date again. He had uh, divorced a year ago, had been on a couple of dates, didn't go so well. He said, I want to find a, a great partner. Can I ask that? Yeah, of course. That is relevant to your life. The larger awareness, delights in helping and uh, uh, if you want to do it on your own the larger awareness allows you to do that too it's really non-judgmental that way but why not tap into the the wisdom that uh, we have and so he uh, he said uh, i want to find this partner and he i said okay think think about uh, it a little bit and he was thinking and he said mr mom said what i really want to know is 
what is my biggest obstacle in dating? Oh. Because he thought if I figure out the obstacle, yeah. the rest will follow. And so he, that, that was a really great question. And what he also did in that question was, hey, what, is, what is my biggest obstacle? Not all, what my obstacles, because obstacles are secretly already multiple. And now you can just focus on what is my biggest one. And if you tackle that, you can do what is another one. And you can ask follow-up questions like, what's my biggest obstacle? And then you figure it out. And then you can say, how can I best uh, solve this uh, obstacle or overcome this obstacle or relate to this obstacle? So you can really see it. It's not just a one-time. You can use it for a one-time uh, question. But if you really connect with it, you can can engage with it for on a journey. It doesn't have to be daily, but you use it from time to time to help you guide through life. So one question at a time, make it an open-ended question. Those are, those are really uh, almost like if people ask the tarot a question, you also ask more questions. What does it look like for me to go to, to take this job or to go to this city? Open-ended. Yeah, I, I'm relating it to, um, you know, I'm a channel, I'm an intuitive, right? So a lot of people come to me and they'll say, what do what do my guides or God, the universe, have to say to me today? And I go, they love you. What would you like mm -hmm. to know? Right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. Well, yeah. I, I stumbled upon the this, the same uh, same insight. You, I I I contributed to free will. That uh, um, you can go left and right, but if you would say what uh, what would be uh, how would I serve the world best, or what where would I be most happy? Right. Uh, then, uh, then it gives an answer. It is not like there's one path and you should follow that. No, you are creating your own path into the future with a certain set of skills that you have. You cannot become anything you like. The sunflower can become a sunflower and not a rose. I cannot become a basketball player or uh, something else that, where I just don't have a talent. But I can become close to my talent with an engagement with the with the world that presents. So you create a tapestry. And that is the that creation element. World is created every second. And it is uh, fresh, new. And that uh, that gives also a sense of aliveness. But there's not a shoot. You should not do this. That's uh, right. that's the wrong type of thinking. Yeah, yeah, I so agree with you. Uh, you're tapped in. Um, so dream incubation so the first thing is the question yeah uh, identify the, the subject the area then okay. you develop a good question and then the third step is uh, uh, engage in a ritual and the ritual is a third step but it's actually the whole process in itself is one big ritual and with a ritual i mean that you create a psychological or energetic space that communicates to the other side that you are interested, that you are grateful for the connection and the insight that is about to come, that you will do something with this, that this is really meaningful to you. And so you, you, you build up the expectation. It's a form of an intention setting. You focus on your problem or the thing you wanna know and, and that is, is in itself a reality creating principle. That is what you can see in dreams, what creates the dream world. 
those are the active ingredients <coughs> sorry the active ingredients in the placebo this is how you trigger the healing response or the reality creating response so it's a really great fit with the show you had how do you create reality well i call it ritual but it's intention with focus with will with expectation in combination with this mystery source because that that really you you can clean your wound but the body will will heal we don't truly heal it's something in us that does that for us or gives us the insight and um, so that part is really really important for the success of uh, of this method wow um what you just said rang so true in within me and it's it to me is really powerful especially um setting this up as a ritual and then really engaging with that like like i am going to do something with this information i'm not just a curiosity seeker i'm not you know i'm just i'm going to do something with it um and also i i've got to throw this in it's a little side note but it's what activated in me um in loretta's mutated version of of brahma and and the creation of all things you know brahma is the creator god so brahma created chaos right so mm -hmm. just making mm -hmm. me think of the astrology there's chaos right and said oh my goodness um wow now what and um basically uh i'll say prayed it's my mutated version and out of him came the form of the goddess right in in uh, sarasvati who gave him you know wisdom and om and you know direction like direct it like direct it with your voice, right? With your intention. And then chaos was formed into things, which makes me think again of Halmea and chaos and Pele, right? The birthing of, of yeah, the cre yeah. creatrix, right? And so I'm being with that energy in what you're saying about this dream incubation. And I'm kind of just going, wow, you know, we could, we can't really make this up, Mikhail, you know, with us talking today of all days, and talking about the dream world and talking about how to bring this into our own lives. So I just wanted to throw that in there. So please continue. So this ritual can be anything that you want, light a candle. Yeah, yeah. yeah? Okay. I've looked at all these traditions and then you see uh, one uh, in, uh, in the Islamic tradition, you have this prayer and you do it this, uh, you do it twice and then you, and another one says you need to do a candle and sleep on your left side. And there you need to drink some goat milk. And what it, what it is, they all have the ritual. But the ritual is not the same, which, which you just come to the, I came to the conclusion like, oh, it's not about which ritual. It is that you do a ritual. And it's not really the candle. It is that you light this candle to communicate to the other side that you are interested in having a relationship and you can just talk to it as if it is a wise old friend that is there and you say hey old friend i'm lighting the candle and i invite you to be here and this is a is an issue that is really on my mind it's chaotic in my life and i yeah. know this is the right time to birth the next please come in so it is the underlying heart-based feeling. And then you can just your, let your own imagination yeah. spark. If in your imagination comes up that, oh, I'm going outside and make today because it snows 
a little snow figure of two people who found each other because I'm looking for more love, mm -hmm. then that's a beautiful, spontaneous ritual. And, uh, and, and, and that is what is the working ingredient. Now, it's also that if you do the same, if you do it and it works, it's very good to repeat it. So the, if the candle did it, it works, then you create a conditioning effect. Yeah. That's why these, these traditions have the same, because people did it, it worked, and then they tell each other, hey, this worked. Now you start believing it worked. Now it works even better because you believe it works. You see other people, we all believe it. And that creates that expectation by which it actually also happens. And, and also all the research in placebo shows that. But that is when you talk about creation out of chaos is let it go and then focus, intention, ritual, and then something new can be born. Yeah. I'm like, yes, <laughs> <laughs> go World Cup. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was just causing trouble. Okay. <laughs> so is it important that you write this down? Is it important yeah. that you have yeah. like a dream journal or something? Yeah. Uh, you want to write down the question because I've noticed uh, for myself and the, and, the, and the people I work with that uh, you come to a really great question. And then the next morning, if I, gosh, did I ask, how can I uh, uh, lose weight or what should I do to lose weight or why can I not lose weight? And now at once it's, what did I really ask? Yeah. And the dream is a response to the question. So if you don't know the question, the dream starts becoming really uh, uh, difficult. So you run right down the question before you go to bed. In bed, you meditate just for one or two minutes on it. You sleep, hopefully you have a dream, and then write it down upon waking. Just like what you said, I wake up and, oh my gosh, what was it? Stay in, stay in the same position. Don't, uh, don't panic. Just tell it, uh, hey, dream, if you're there, uh, feel free to come back. Maybe you feel it somewhere in your body. And then at once, it's like, oh, there it is again. Repeat it two or three times because then it gets stored in your memory. And it's like, oh, I'm walking uh, through uh, the jungle. Then I see so-and-so. Uh, -so. I'm walking through the jungle, see so-and-so. You get up, write it down. And that in itself also honors yeah. the dream response that you really have this relationship with this mystery and that you let it know, hey, I ask you something, you come, tell me something, I'm going to write it down. It's not I'm going to dismiss this and uh, that was nothing. No, I'm going to take it and then I'm going to puzzle on it uh, because half of those dreams are very clear. And the other half really requires bustling. Yeah, right. Yeah, as we touched on before, what happens if you can't remember your dream or, uh, yeah, what happens if you can't remember? Yeah, uh, which happens yeah. Uh, uh, often enough, then uh, just do it again. If it's an important issue, uh, uh, you just tell, uh, tell the mystery, hey, uh, uh, I'm so sad. I didn't remember it. It's important. Uh, you do your rituals again, and, uh, and and until you get an answer. Sometimes, if I don't think it's big enough, I stop after a couple of days if I don't remember it, because then I think, oh, no remembrance is maybe also an answer. Like, oh, figure it out yeah. on your own, or sure. you ask the wrong question. And uh, but that's that's it's an individual relationship that people can build, but. Don't worry, ask it a couple of times. And 
dream recall comes really back by putting your focus on it. Yeah. Um, I've also had this experience was I, I didn't really remember the dream, but somewhere along the next couple of days, I like get an answer. Mm. Like some, somebody mm -hmm. says something, is that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, 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 it can come in the dream, but something in, in us is activated and we might have a synchronistic event. We open the book in the right space. Yeah. Someone tells us, uh, hey, have you thought about this and this? And you go like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. Uh, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a obviously have an active imagination. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And I'm thinking when you're talking, so we could explore all kinds of things. We could explore our health. Yeah. our our relationships our our money our mm -hmm. the growing of our business mm -hmm. um ets mm -hmm. angels yeah 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 you could you could you could ask uh, uh um you could ask the deceased one do you have a message for me you could say uh yeah. a spirit guide or angel uh, is there anything uh, please show me something that's important for me to see and then just see what they show and then really take it serious. If you think it's really mundane, may, why, why would they do a mundane thing? Yeah. Not everything is uh, ecstatic uh, uh, experience. Sometimes it's in the mundane. But, but really take it as, hey, they're communicating, they're showing me this. Even if you don't know what it is, do something with the dream. If it's, uh, you see something, uh, drink a, a, a glass of tea, and you don't know. Just make a cup of tea, ritualize that, say, hey, I'm doing this as a response to the dream. Then that the relationship is established and it doesn't stop there. Then, like you said, maybe maybe the synchronistic event falls a little bit later. But you have you show you show that you are serious about it. Yeah. And then it will trigger seriousness back. It it very often mirrors our face that we turn towards it. Oh, I love that comment. Um, yeah, the ritual part of it, I'm, I'm really, really am grabbing a hold of that, even for my own self, because it's like it, the, the energy, the attention you put into something, like you said, that mirror effect and to let it know it, it, whatever it is, maybe you mm -hmm. know what it is, <laughs> the dream world, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, that you're, that you're really going to pay attention. You're actually want to establish a relationship and begin a dialogue. Yeah. 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 yeah, beautiful. Yes. Um, you know, people talk about things like lucid dreaming or, um, um, uh, you know, let's be in each other's dreams or mm -hmm. things like that. Can you just comment on that? Well, a lucid dream is a dream in which you know that you're dreaming. So you're walking around. Recently, I was uh, dry, uh, bicycling uh, through my street and I saw my house and at once was like, oh, my gosh, I'm asleep in that house. This is a dream. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I and, love it. And, and what, what it allows is then you can do uh, uh, experiments. And because that reality responds so quickly, you can yell out, is there anyone with a message for me? Or please show me something important to see or fly around or snuggle with your favorite person. Uh, you can do a whole series, but uh, you can use it for personal development. So that is a lucid dream. And then you asked another question that I forgot. Um, yeah, I did too. <laughs> <laughs> I 
must not have been important. Um, I was talking about people dreaming uh, oh, together. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, it, it happens. I've heard very uh, reliable uh, um, uh, anecdotes of people saying, hey, I was, in a, uh, was sitting in a, in a little car and you were sitting in front of me. And that the person says, what? I was dreaming that you were sitting behind me. And then they would describe that car so accurately. And they were both like, how is this possible? So it looks like that in the dream space, there are these, these, these worlds com- can come together and we can meet. You and I could meet in the dream space. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah, I was going to ask you, did you dream my, my radio program? Yeah, maybe this is a dream here, right? You know, I'm always like, am I awake? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're down to like the last two minutes. I want to make sure I show the, your book to people. Dream Guidance, Connecting to the Soul Through Dream Incubation. Mikhail Clerk, K-L-E-R-K. Um, in the last like minute, <laughs> what is the young platform? Where can people find you? And what do you really want to say to people? The Young Platform is a company that I managed that's born out of a dream, a dream I had at night that it took as a suggestion to build a platform for soul and psychological and depth psychological spiritual perspectives. A lot of Jungian psychology like shadow work and synchronicity and dreams and archetypes, but also African shamanism and uh, and many other programs so they can find it on Jung Platform, J-U-N-G, platform.com with great uh, uh, accessible programs with world-class teachers. And um, I want to wish people uh, uh, just uh, fun with experimenting. There's a, uh, the other side just loves to be engaged. Don't have to take it uh, too, uh, too uh, serious. It's, it's serious play. Uh, ask something, figure out your own relationship. Uh, I think my book gives a really uh, a yes, practical structure. Uh, to do that but uh, then make it make it your own that's beautiful and i do want to just say again get just get dream guidance right connecting to the soul through dream incubation mikhail has it's really it's an easy read uh filled with all kinds of stuff and this dream incubation thing i really highly recommend everybody give it a try i mean we are in the stages of creating co-creating a new world um Gosh, what if we dreamt it together? Beautiful. A better yes. world. I mean, we did a good job with what we got now. Anyway, thank you so much, everybody. Have a great, great week. Lots of love to you all. And Mikhail Clark, thank you for being on my show.